It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Welcome aboard. Uh, it's a Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. Taking a look uh, back at round one of the playoffs and looking ahead to round two, the yeah, district finals. I'll, I'll actually get to, uh, well, say my piece because there were some, it went mostly, I think, as expected in round one outside of maybe one or two games. Maybe some games didn't go quite how we expected, but the result went that way. So we can we can probably spend the first segment talk about that. I'll get some context on just how about everything went down. And now we're into round two where there's, for the most part, a lot of 50-50 games. Yeah, um, I, I think everything went pretty close to the way I thought it would, except for one game. Yeah. Uh, to, to be quite honest about it, the, the one result that I thought would be the other way was the Armada game. Otherwise, the the teams that uh, that I said would win won their games. Some of the scores might have been a little closer mm. than you thought, and some scores might have been a little further apart than you thought. But um, the, the round one kind of went the way that I thought it would go. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that and just kind of look at what's on the horizon in, in round two. All right. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badaxe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. 
like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Homestyle Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with Dennis and uh, Brady Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, where do you want to begin, Brady? Well, let's just talk about the the more interesting games from last week, because I know you and Joe went over it on the the reaction uh, show on Saturday morning. Um I mean, it, I'll start with, I guess, PH, because I thought they played a pretty good game, but they needed to play a great game. And, I, I, again, don't rehash everything, but it seemed like listening to it, they left a lot of stuff out there for the taking. Well, I mean, they made mistakes, and you can't make mistakes in a game like that against a team like uh, King. Um, and let's not pull any punches. King scored 50 points. Right. Um, so, defensively, PH... They couldn't stop the the run plays, uh, and King threw it a little bit, but it was the run that really hurt PH, uh, and and especially uh, Michael Dukes the third ran mm-hmm. wild on them. Um, but really, the 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 big the the two key moments in the game for me was the turnaround. They were down thirty to fourteen, but that's a it's a two possession game, and they've got the ball first and goal at the three. Right, and not only do they not score. They, f- they fumble the ball, and two plays later, King gets a 99-yard touchdown run to suddenly make it a three-score game. Right. And then again, PH battled back, got it back to within eight points, but couldn't recover the onside kick and almost immediately gave up another score. Yeah, and you, you said, I think it was on Thursday's show, you have to have them chase you. Play from ahead, don't play from behind, because it's going to be really tough if you want to catch King and make a comeback against them and well sure enough they took a big lead and ph fought back and they had some opportunities early um from what it sounded like to take the lead and make king chase them and they they played a decent game they played a good game but you have to play a really really good game against king if you want a chance to win yeah they were down at the end of the first quarter seven nothing and i felt like worst case scenario it should have been seven seven and maybe ph should have had a 14 seven lead but when they didn't that was kind of bad and then the other part was their offense scored on their last two first half possessions and then came out with the ball in the third quarter only down uh, you know a, a touchdown and they threw an interception mm-hmm. right away and gave up a score. So, yeah, and so that was, I mean, the BWAC that was, or the the PH game that was the only really Mac game. I mean, Marysville had a really nice win. We'll talk about them before we get into the BWAC about almost quietly they've had an eight and two season, which is very weird to say. Like it's hard to have a quiet eight and two season. But it's just kind of the way it worked out because they had that rough week one. 
and kind of fell off the radar for a, a couple of weeks. And then we're like, okay, if they can beat Marine City, we can believe in this well, team. Well, Lamphere was the first big yeah. hurdle. Once they beat them, we went, all right, this is a good team. How good is this team? And yeah, then the Marine City lost, but the Portier on high wind was a big one. Uh, beating Lamphere a second time. I know they weren't as good as last year. Still a nice win for Marysville, but it's I think a part of the reason why it's been a little quiet eight and two year is because it was, I mean, the Max Silver's a little down, but the PH win was a big, big statement win for them. I mean, Dennis, this is the most winning this season for Mar- the winning this season for Marysville since the nine and oh year and they went ten and one. Yeah. Like I, I think the other part of it kind of is the fact that um, especially after the PH win and, and when we saw the draw, Harper Woods falling into their district is kind of like, oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you go, why every year does a not just a good team, but a team that might win a state title get into a district with Marysville? <laughs> You're right. I mean, that might be you know, hard. It's going to be hard enough if they had to play cross lacks. I will say, um, be, well, since you brought it up, I know Croslex lost. I'm impressed with their effort. I was very pleased they were winning at halftime, and I know for at least part of the game, a lot of the Harp, best Harper Woods players may or may not have been playing, and then they were. Or there was a weird situation, but I was very impressed with how Croslex played. Yeah, I've been impressed with Croslex all season uh, long. I mean, they they really. Well, their worst game was the Elmont game un- until what happened at Freeland. Um, yeah, they, that you, was... you, they they should have won that game. They ended up not winning the game because they blew a big lead. Um, but that didn't seem to bother or affect them going into this game with Harper Woods. Um, and and Crosslex can do what Marysville will have to do to win this football mm. game. Crosslex can pound the ball if they want to. With Belly Grappi and Espinoza is a nice change up back there when he runs with it. Um, but Marysville advantage here is they might do it in a way that Harper Woods is not used to defending against. Right. The wing T, I think, will help them out a lot. Um, I'm just going through right now and looking at what all of Marysville's playoff opponents ha- did after they played. And, Dennis, it's very rare for them not to make a run. Let's just go back since 2010. In 2011, they went 8-1 and one and lost to Notre Dame Prep in the playoffs. Notre Dame Prep lost the next week, but it was to Marine City who played for a state title. Yeah. So, okay. Then in 2012, lost to East English, who lost in a regional final to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. 2013 lost to Marine City, who won a state title. 2014 was one of the rare instances of not a team not making a run. Lost in the district finals to Richmond, who lost the next week to, I believe it was Lansing Sexton um, in 14. And then in 15, they lost to a Notre Dame prep team that lost the following week to Richmond. It was like 17-15. But that's where a lot of those end. 2016. Lose to Country Day. Country Day would lose in the state championship by three points. Then in 2019, Orchard Lake St. Mary's is the first round draw. Orchard Lake St. Mary's loses to River Rouge in the regional. So the best team in the state at that time. Yeah. 
2020, they lose to King, and King didn't win a state title that year. But you know why they didn't win a state title that year? Because of the COVID delay, all their Power 5 players hadn't rolled early at Penn State and Kentucky and all those places, so they were gone. So they lost by three to River Rouge when it was restarted. And then um, last year, I guess, was the one of the three times in the last 13 years when they lost to Lamphere, and then Lamphere got beat up by St. Mary's uh, the next week. So more often than not, Marysville does play a team that is seemingly in the semifinals or finals yeah or, or it certainly there there are programs that are storied like uh you say what you want but uh i was at the the notre dame prep game and at that time that was a team that oh you draw notre yeah. dame prep and good luck to you guys same thing with country day good luck to you guys same thing with king same thing with orchard lake st mary's i i broadcast at that game it was like 50 to nothing at halftime right so all that to be saying more often than not again there was the lamp fear last year who lost the next week there was um the richmond teams that would lose the next round but for the most part when marysville loses to a team it's usually one of the best like marysville has never gotten a ride where it's like all right you got a really easy district and time to run through it but I think they, I if they can beat Harper Woods, then who knows? This this has been the quiet Marysville team. I don't want to say the little engine that could, but they're eight and two, and it's only the second time they've won eight games since 2011. Yeah, so good for them, and enjoy the ride, uh, and let it fall where it might. Uh, we'll talk about the Harper Woods game on Thursday. Uh, let's well, let's talk about the BWAC, and we can rope Marine City into this a bit. It, it was, wasn't a great first round for the BWAC, although two of the results we kind of expected, with Crosslex losing again, but they played better than we than at least I thought. I didn't think it would be a seven-point game. So I was happy with that. I know they don't care. Their season's over. Um, and Richmond had it close for a bit, and then Marine City did Marine City things in the second half and put them in a vice grip and crushed them. But Armada's the disappointing one. Uh, what fifty four forty nine, and Armada is. I don't want to say at a crossroads, but they need to evolve. I think is the right way to put it, because for how long, Dennis was Armada the team that if they sniff the playoffs, just like ooh, maybe we can get Armada in. That would be a nice story. Get them to play a playoff game. They're they're graduated from that. They have moved past. Hey, let's try to have a winning season. All right, let's keep it close with the big boys. They're a program that over the last few years has said, we want to be always in the BWAC title uh, discussion and always in the make a playoff run discussion. They've done a pretty nice job fighting for BWAC titles. What, two years ago, they were in a BWAC championship game. Last year, they split the BWAC title. This year they fell off a little bit, but they, for the most part, were competitive with the top dogs and beat North Branch and lost to Almont by a point. The Crosslex game was the only clunker, and even that they were winning. But in the postseason, man, I like Alm- or I like Armada, but they need a signature win in the postseason. And this is year three in a row where you had an opportunity where you didn't have Goliath on your doorstep, and 
and you just can't get it done. I mean, two years ago, I think if they beat Corona, we would have been a little surprised because that was the first year of Armada being good, and it would have set up a game at Marine City that I think Marine City would have won. I would have had my money on the Mariners in that one. Last year, you had a chance against the Hamady team that, granted, was better than we thought they were, but you were, they were what, like 45 seconds away from winning that game? Got Have to win that game. And then this year, a, a Lutheran North team that you, I would still hazard to guess to say Armada's probably more talented than, and you lose by five points. You put up 49, that's awesome, but you pulled the North branch from last year and gave up 54. Well, that's the part that gets me is Armada giving up 54 points to teams. I mean, uh, Crosslex got them for, for 50, and I know what they did, and it makes me wonder if that's what Luther North was, was doing um, because uh, Yale did it too. If you can throw the ball with some success against Armada, it seems to me that they're in trouble, and, and we know how Armada is built. They're built to run the ball down your throat and to bully you. Well, and, and that's not a good formula when you're trying to play catch-up, when you're chasing at, the game. Look at the teams they had success in in the BWAC. Almont. What does Almont do? Run the ball. So Armado is able to stop the run pretty well. North Branch, stop the run pretty well. I mean, Richmond, they like to, they, they're a balanced attack, yeah. but usually they have to have a decent running a game for the, the passing to be a threat. But I like Armada, but they need to start winning these chips in the middle of the table games, or not even that, to get to that point. Because I would have told you what, if, if Armada beat Lutheran North, let's say they score the last touchdown and they win 55-54 and they survive. I might be picking them to beat Marine City this week because, again, week one happened, but you had the opportunity, but you didn't clinch it you didn't reach through and grab it and take that next step and Dennis I, I always say it's not I'm not saying it's easy but it's less hard to go from being a bottom feeder to respectable it's harder to go from respectable to league champ playoff team and that's where our mate is and then it gets really damn hard to go from playoff team to consistent district champion to consistent playoff threat and that's where Marine City is. And they have the vision to the playoffs every year. And that's why, again, they're in a spot to win another district title. I, I asked you this before we recorded. You know, district play was introduced in, I believe, 1999 is when they expanded to the 32-team format in each division. You know what the longest stretch Marine City's gone without winning a district title? Three years. There has never been a class that has gone through Marine City that has not said, yeah, I was there when we won a district title. And it was um, from 14 through 16, excuse me, four years, 14 through 17. So there's been one class. So I was off by a year. Excuse me, I got that wrong. Since that point, that I mean, I think the longest such streak is two years. And for Marine City, that probably felt like an eternity <laughs> going a whole cycle without winning a district title. And, and that's, again... They didn't win a district title, but they played for district titles oh, in that stretch. For, they played for two in that stretch, and their playoff losses were Almont, Almont, Frankenmuth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You, you ain't losing to bad teams there. And I think the one Almont team played in a semifinal, I want to say, 
in like 14. Yeah. I think they made a, a really deep run. Um, yeah, in 14, they lost to uh, one of the Catholic Centrals by seven in the in the district final. So Marine City is at the point where they know how to get it done in winning time, whether it's winning time within a game or winning time within a season. And that's the difference between them and Armada. Yeah, Armada's had some nice regular season wins over the last two years. They beat Marine City twice. They had a big win against North Branch a year ago that got them back into the BWAC title contention. And I think they beat Almont at the end to, to help seal it. But now it's all about playoff success because for better or for worse, that's what people remember. Well, and, and the thing about it, okay, like the Corona game, that's eh, a toss-up. But the Hammondy loss and this loss to Luther North, Armada was the favorite going into to both of those games in my mind. Uh, right. And I think in a lot of other people's minds too. Like Again, we, the, the we ha- were shocked when they lost to Hammondy, and I was shocked when I saw this score. They at least got some – at least we got some context when you saw Hammondy the next week and you went, okay, this team isn't as bad as I thought they were. They, but no, but, but they still should have won. They the still should. I still contend they shouldn't have beaten Armada. They shouldn't have beaten Marine <laughs> City. But they did. They they ran one damn play against the Mariners, and then I found out, like, well after the fact, that the kid that was over on that side wasn't the starter, and he was playing hurt. Right. So now I know why that play kept working. <laughs> so I let 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 that Hammity team come back in and play Armada and Marine City again, and I bet you they don't win. Right, but point being is Armada has earned the right to have expectations, and that is, it's, I mean, you can use whatever cliche you want, heavy as the head that holds the crown or whatever, any cliche, but they've earned the right to have expectations. Now they have to live up to them. Now they have to take that next step, and I'll tell you what, next year is going to be a big one for them. They returned 20 starters out of 22 spots. So everyone's going to be looking to them to make that run, but it's getting to that territory. Unless they just rip through the regular season, it's got to be prove it. You got, I got to see you do it with the bright lights on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the and, – and it would start uh, early in the season because I always play that Crosslex game early. Well, you got to beat Crosslex next it, year. I think it flips next year because I think it's been two years of that yeah, schedule. Yeah, but either but way. What, whether Crosslex is up or down, because I know they're going to graduate some guys, you've got to beat them and get that monkey off your back. Yeah. Um, and then whatever you draw in the playoffs next year, you've got to try and win a district title. Right. Because, they've again, they haven't beaten a team in the playoffs not named Richmond. Yeah. So – I like Armada. I think they can, that the program is as healthy as it's ever been. But, man, got to get me that playoff win. Like, and, and I think so what are you can, trying to say here, Brady? You, you want a playoff win. I want a playoff win just because, again, to take that next step, it's tough. Hey, if Marysville gets this playoff win, it would be their first district title ever. All their playoff success came before the 32-team format. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's not a lot of teams you hold to this standard. Hey, Almont's a team you hold to the standard. Now, have to change it up a little bit because you know that they are playing maybe a state championship game in round two, and if you lose to Warren Collegiate, 
okay, that's something else. And like if Armada drew Corona in the district and they lose, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's you, Corona. You got the draw, or you draw Notre Dame Prep, and okay, you just got shafted by the draw, and you played one of the best teams in the state in round one. That I can understand, but it's two years in a row that they've had winnable playoff games, and they haven't played terrible. It's not like they go out and lay an egg. And I think lose it's by three 20. years in a row they've had winnable games. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'd say Corona was winnable because I think they had like five turnovers or six turnovers and still only lost by twelve. Um, but they haven't played terrible. They've been in all those games. Just got to find that clutch gene, and then you can really start to say, "All right, Armada is one of the forces." But until you do that, you can't be in the same class as Almont. You can't be in the same class as Marine City. And I don't know if it would have solidified it, but hey, beat Lutheran North, and then you beat Marine City for a second time, I think that would have put a pretty nice stamp on this season. Instead, it's a 5-5 five and five year and a little bit of a, I guess, fall back to reality. Well, I know this, that in, in a town like Armada, the, the they would have been talking about that mm-hmm. for years, and for then, years. And then you know what? You go in as the underdog to Corona or Notre Dame Prep. But now, hey, it's set up for Marine City. You'll get to see them. Who knows? Maybe Lutheran North is Hamity two point and they go into East China and stun Marine City. But I I don't want to make the same mistake I made a year ago with Hamity. But I think I'm going to make the same mistake I made a year ago with Hamilton. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm just going to say this. I, I I look at Lutheran North like I I might have gotten fooled by the Everest result in Week Nine. Lutheran North's a good football team. I just don't think they're a better football team than Armada. Nope. And I don't think they're a better football team than Marine City. But they may prove me wrong. Nope. Uh, I would agree. So. Let's take a break because we went. We talked for a little while on this. Um, we'll, we'll sprinkle in a little bit of the eight-man stuff because those are two nice wins and two very odd ways to win. I thought it would be oh, close. We, we got to talk about Ubley's come from behind win. Because, <laughs> yes, you know, they Ubley had to come from behind. Might have been. I don't know. It might have been the first time they were trailing all season. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that might that might be true. Let, let's take a break and then we'll figure it all out. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. 
At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady. Um, and uh, Brady, the, up up in the, the thumb, Sandusky, Cassidy were scoreless at halftime, then Cassidy right. rolled in the second half and ended up winning that game 28-0. Ubley, who I I don't believe Ubley had trailed in a in a football game this season. I, I don't know that for positive. I mean, what game? What did they trail against Marlette? Was I don't did, think so because that game was close at half. I remember it was like thirteen eight or something, something around those lines. But unless Everest, no Everest didn't score until the end. Um, Montrose might have scored early. Montrose might have had the lead against them, but. Burton Bentley was up eight to six, looking to stun the state, and then fifty-six straight points. So that was pretty funny yeah. to witness. As I'm, and, and, and the other thing was Bentley had the lead for nine seconds. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, uh, up when I was up in the hotel in Marquette, I'm just scrolling through, and I'm like eight six. What the hell is happening? And then I went and did something else. I looked back, and then it's like thirty to six or thirty <laughs> to eight. And I'm like, that makes some sense. Um. Joe's not here, but I'm going to complain for Joe because this is completely unacceptable at any level of high school football. So Joe was doing the Mooney game. Yep. And I get that D8 programs don't have necessarily the the wide-ranging athletic staff. I mean, we sometimes when we call the bigger schools to let them know we're coming, they have like two athletic secretaries and they have more th- people in charge 
But how hard is it to print a damn roster? Because Joe didn't have one. Dennis, I know what, he called you like 40 minutes before a kickoff? Yeah, and, and uh, I, I scrambled, tried to find him something on the internet. There, there was really nothing out there. The roster that I found, apparently, it said the, the 23 school year, but apparently it was last year's roster. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just the fact that, A, it's a state tournament game, and I think they have specific rules and guidelines for what you're supposed to have, and you're supposed to turn a roster in during the week to the site manager. Right. Uh, and, and that didn't happen. To, to me, and again, Pontiac Arts and Tech probably has less than 30 kids on their team. Right. Like, call me up, and I'll type up a roster for you. Like, that's the thing. It, we're, it, we're not asking for detailed stats. We're not asking for a two deep. We're not asking for any of these things that... You don't even have to tell me their, their darn positions. Just right. number, name, name. done. Like that takes five minutes of effort, and it just especially I felt bad for Joe when I found that out because it's already nerve wracking enough. Your first few broadcasts, like you're worried about he he hasn't worked with the equipment a lot. All right, do, how do I set this up? Am I doing this right? Okay, how do I improve from last night? And then he has to worry about a team not having a roster. Like that's just bush league. Yeah, that's so. That. Uh, so the the only thing I could tell him was. Uh, I assume they have assistant coaches who are going to come up in the press box, and at East China Stadium, we're right next to the visiting coach's box. So when they come up, ask them if they can give you the you know the name of the quarterback, the name mm-hmm. of the running back, just so you, you've got something. Right. Uh, and, and he had names, so they must have been able to come up with something for him because I caught the last 10 minutes of his game while I was leaving my game and going home. Um, and he was saying names for their kids. So unless he was like just brilliantly making up names, <laughs> at well, some point they got him something. That's what I might have done is just said, all right, this quarterback is this name. No one from Pontiac Arts and Tech is listening. Yeah. Well, that's what I told. I said in the end, just make sure you get the Mooney's kids' names on because that's who we're there for. Right. I and, just, and I was happy that Mooney kind of ran it up a little bit. Yeah. Like that's it's a roster. Come on. Is that like that's the bare, bare, bare minimum you should have to produce? Well, again, we're talking about a program that's like three years old now, and I think has ten wins and five are by forfeit. Some, it, I don't think it's that extreme, <laughs> but it's not. You're not too far off base. But that was. I just felt bad for Joe because I just know how nervous I was my first handful of broadcasts, and if I didn't have a damn roster. I would have been a head case. Like I couldn't, have, I wouldn't have been able to focus. But I, I was glad Mooney got the win because that was a Saturday game. I guess we didn't talk about the Northern game, or you didn't talk about that on the recap show. But it was, it was as worse than the score looked. Yeah, like uh, Northern's defense kept that game as close as it was. They yeah. they were outstanding. I can't. And we didn't talk about Almont either. I, I, guess. I, I can't say enough about what uh, the Husky defense did, especially in the first half of that game. It was seven nothing at halftime, uh, and it could have been thirty to nothing at halftime. Uh, and the final ended up being thirty to nothing. Northern Northern's offense gave up uh, almost as many safeties 
as they had first downs in the game. I believe they finished yeah. with three first downs and they gave up two safeties. It's never good when your offense gets outscored by the other team's defense. Yeah. Like, even if, like, theoretically, if Northern's defense pitched a shutout, they would have lost four to nothing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had them for 23 total yards of offense in the game. And, and even if you triple that, you're yeah. still at 69. But, but their defense made several fourth down stops in the red zone in the first half. Um, and finally, uh, that damn brotherly shove play got them uh, a, a yard when it, when it looked like they might not get in again. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is the defensive performance of the century. Uh, and they finally got in from a yard out to make it 7 nothing at least. But, like, Roseville must have gone to the locker room feeling like they were winning 100 to nothing, and yet Northern was getting the ball first, and with one good drive, they could have completely turned that game, but the drive never happened. No, and not even almost. And the defense just gets worn down, and Roseville's a good team. I'm interested to see how that rematch goes when they play Gross Point South again. Yeah, it was actually a really close game the first time around. South doesn't give up any points to anybody. No, their defense is... Good, good. Like, the most they've given up is 21, and that was to Anchor Bay. But I, I just have a feeling that that game is going to be for the right to lose to De La Salle. Well, yeah, the, there, there is that. But uh, De, De La Salle's playing Jesuit, so, you know. Nah. I can hope. Nah. I can hope. Come on, U of D. I mean, you can hope. Usually, Come on, Cubs. Usually, I'm the the hopeful one, but I'm telling you right now. I just now, hate De La Salle. I, uh, well, yeah, I mean. Come on, Cubs. I can, I can go pick out an all-star team and make a run. <laughs> like, like, if you gave me all of St. Clair County, like all of our coverage area, and I got to pick from the BWAC and other MAC schools, and I put them all at high or northern, well, let's just say northern because they're in D2, I might be able to put together a team that might not beat De La Salle, but could probably give them a run for their money. Yeah. That's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. They've been doing it for years. We've yeah. done that. So, but UAD gets to do the same thing. Yeah. So that's why but I'm hoping that maybe a little better. Could... Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm going to hope until the final score comes in. I know. I know. I know. Uh, we, I guess we do have to mention Almont beat Clintondale 35-8, to so Clintondale probably covered. I mean, <laughs> but you look at the stats from this game and to say Almont was preparing for Warren Collegiate is putting it lightly. I mean, there's what, 12 different players touched the ball and nobody. Yeah, yeah, nobody had more than seven carries. And that was Boholsky, who is normally one of the backups. I mean, Batani, four carries. Winkler, four carries. Davidowski three carries, and Davidowski threw it two total times. Yeah. I loved Winkler's stats because he had a 51-yard touchdown run in the game, and he finished with 50 yards rushing. So his other three carries went for minus one. (laughs) But like Batani, four carries, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Go sit down, young man. Like They were were getting... (laughs) Uh, and they had it in running time, and you know Clintondale scored in the fourth quarter against yeah. you know freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was what Almont needed to do, and now they set up a game with Collegiate that could be a state championship level game. 
Well, that, that, that will be interesting. Uh, Collegiate did what we thought. They rolled Clawson 60 to nothing and showed no mercy. Um, and now uh, Collegiate and Elmont, is it a little too early in the, the playoffs to probably have this game? Yes. But, again, when, when you look at the maps, I guess there really isn't much the state can do but put these two teams in, in the same district. Yeah, they would have had to really flip things around. Now, like I've said for a while, Listen, E-Course might be decent, but I'm telling you right now, if you win this game, Almont fans, just start planning for the semifinals. Just figure out what whoever comes out of the other region, where the closest middle ground is, because you're going to be playing in the semifinal if you beat Collegiate. I know E-Course went like 9-8-1 and or 8 and one or 7-1 because they didn't play week one. But the the best team they played was Detroit Southeastern, and eh. <laughs> so that, that that's just you you know looking at another team's schedule only gets us in trouble. Uh, I'm gonna get in <laughs> trouble again then because I'm telling you what I'm especially since Almont has it at home. You beat Warren Collegiate. I'm gonna pick Almont by three touchdowns, whether it's E Course or Edison. Okay, uh, I got no problem with that. Like it's. If you can beat Collegiate, you are winning unless you just get beat to hell and it's a knockdown drag out bar brawl where it's a, you have guys up in gurneys after the game. You're beating either E-Course or Edison. And found out today that the game will be played at Elmont, which I like. Well, I like it too, and I just hope then that the, the weather stays well enough that it doesn't get too beat up i was looking at the forecast and early in the week it was saying it's going to be a like chilly but dry like it's I, supposed I, to be dry all week i see the advantage of elmont wanting to play that on the grass they play on the grass all the time uh collegiate probably does not play a ton of games on grass um but at the the same token you prepare all week for grass and then we get a monsoon on thursday and all of a sudden you're playing at richmond right um, you know, I mean, collegiate again, 10 and 0, they have some nice win in a vacuum. The schedule looks better than it is. I'm not saying it's bad, but like wins over country day normally looks good. But then you look country day was three and five this year and they didn't beat anyone I care about. Uh, Monroe St. Mary's you go, Ooh, that's a really good one. They went six and three and lost to the really good teams they played. Um, and then after those two. There was no one I cared about that they played. I mean, maybe Chandler Park. Point being, Elmont, I think, is more battle-tested, and I'm excited for that yeah. one. Yeah, but uh, but again, if if we were two guys down in, in Warren and we're, we're looking at the, the BYU, oh, oh, they, they beat Algonac, they beat Emily City, uh, Yale didn't make the playoffs, North Branch didn't make the playoffs. Uh, they had an easy schedule because nobody knows. Well, They, they don't see – What's going on, and well, they how, don't realize that the, the how the, good does that Marysville yeah. win look now, though? That looks pretty I, good. I think if they play again, it's not thirty-six to nothing. No, really. yeah. Well, I just I the, think Almont wins. Marysville just had a bad week one. Marine City just had a bad week one. That's what I'm chalking that up to at this point. Have to, have to. So that's the big one. Um, we'll we'll pay some more bills, but Dennis, I want to know which games intrigue you the most because we'll break them all down on thursday because we still have a healthy amount of games but there's a lot of different ones that 
are very intriguing. Yeah. Like if like if a fan asked you, I just want to go see the the best game this week, the most fun game. Which one would you tell them? Because there's a lot of options. Yeah. And just real quick, uh, the two eight man games. Brown City beat uh, Carson City Crystal twenty two to fourteen. They were actually down fourteen nothing early in that game, uh, and then their defense shut down Carson City, uh, and the offense got enough. And Deckerville and Morris were forty to forty. And Deckerville broke a 75-yard touchdown run with 22 seconds left in the game to win it uh, and advance. So that's an exciting way to do that. All right. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back with Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, so uh, round two, the district oh, finals. Oh, and regional finals for eight, man, because those are a couple of interesting games. I guess. We'll, I think most of these are interesting games. I would say, to be so, honest. again, there's a fan that just goes, I have no allegiance to any school. Send me to what you think will be the most fun game this weekend. Which game are you sending them to? Ooh, I have like six. They, but they, probably I'm going to go well. Elmont and Warren Collegiate is supposed to be a championship caliber game. So mm-hmm. that would be the game that I would say go and see. But but you know what? Ubley Harbor Beach Ubley might be Harbor just as Beach, good. I still think Ubley's going to do Ubley things. They're just that way right now. But that has the makings. That might have the best atmosphere. Because that place is probably going to be packed an hour before kickoff. The other one is Kingston-Brown City. Look, I, I know Brown City seems invincible. But that's a tricky game. It is. I, I don't disagree. I think Brown City's the favorite, but we have a lot of fun games, and those are the three. Even Deckerville going to Portland St. Patrick on a Saturday, while it's not the sexiest matchup ever just because Deckerville's playing it out of town, that could be the most entertaining game of the weekend. That game might be 50-49, to 49 and you can flip a coin as to who gets the 50. And then you have the intrigue, okay, what the hell's Lutheran North? Is this a team I have to take seriously, or is this a team that Armada just fell on their face against? Uh, and and what is uh, Marine City going to be like? Um, be- because they've won nine in a row now. Nine in a row. Uh, so I I think they're going to come out with a uh, a good uh, performance, um, and and I think they're the favorite to win that game. And I'd like to say they're the favorite to win that game by a couple of touchdowns, but we'll see. Uh, again, if Luther North is what I think they are, that makes them a little difficult, but they probably haven't seen many teams like Marine City that do the the wing tee as well as Marine City does it. Well, they're because there's not a lot of teams that do do that. All right, Dennis, the, the Marine City has made the playoffs – 31 times, which is ridiculous. Do you know how many times they've gone one and done? Not many. I mean, more than you'd think, but not many. Just throw a guess out there. Uh, I'll go 10 times. Five. Five? Do you know how many of those have happened since the the district play? No. Two. Yeah, I was going to say that they all happened early in the 90s. Yeah, when you're you're playing basically a a regional final or a, a regional semifinal um every year uh since district plays have i'm just looking through because it's ridiculous um they lost in the first round of the playoffs in where was it um i'm uh in 2012 they lost to richmond in the opening round and in 2015 they lost to almont in the opening round and since district play has started they are almost as guaranteed as you get to win the first round of the playoffs like, think about that. No wonder why Marine City basketball is suffering, because they <laughs> yeah. never get to camp on time. Yeah, they never get to camp on time. And now and now they're starting the boys' season first. Yeah, that's something we're probably going to talk about next week. <laughs> and the reason for it is dumb, too. Because I've, I've found out why, and it's just, well, maybe unofficially why, but yeah. 
it's just it, it, it's annoying. But again, with all that, you know what could be? I mean, are are we just writing off Marysville because we barely mentioned them when we're talking about interesting games? And I know Harper Woods is the favorite, but could Marysville go down there and just grind out a game and win twenty two to twenty one? I think if they're going to win, I think that's how they're going to have to play. They're going to have to grind it out. They're going to have to run the football. They're going to have to try to have drives. To to me, it's it's more about moving the chains, making first downs on offense, um, not having three and outs, not turning over the ball, uh, don't take penalties that kill your drives, uh, and, and just do what you can do and and use your size, use your bigness. Try to be the playground. Yeah, try try to be the playground bully and and try try to put. Won't be easy because I know Harper Woods got some dudes. Right. So I'm gonna guess they ain't small. No. Um. But you know, they don't have Casa. Yeah. I mean i I feel like we should have more juice for an eight and two Marysville team. Again, this doesn't. They've won eight games. Three times since 2010, and just this is just the what fifth or sixth time since the turn of the century. Because they've done it quietly. They 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 did it and didn't win a league title. They they're not flashy. Did it, yeah, and it's just like. But, but they beat but, friggin' PH in but, week nine. But I, I know, but you know. What do you want me to say? I, I mean, don't they, know. they just, you know, they, they beat St. Clair by five points. So people look at that and go, meh. They beat, you know, they, 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 they beat Lincoln by 10. That didn't throw me at the time. No. And they seem to always give up. I mean, the last month, they've given up between 14 and 20 points, 22 points, if you go back to September 29th. I mean, they, they've got a, a kid who's probably outrushed most people in the area other than his own teammate, Sakuchi, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe Gavin Troy, and I don't know who else. But every week, Scheffler has got 150 or better, it seems like. He's been... And he's scoring a ton of touchdowns. And, and we don't even talk about him. No. And, and I just... I'm trying to give Marysville some love because... I, I'm just looking at their their season, and it's like, that's a really nice year. And the two teams they lost to are playing along with them this weekend. So uh, what is his uh, – Corbin he had, Scheffler. He had four touchdowns? Yeah, I think it was like four yeah. and like 230 on the so, ground here. So Let me pull he, up he's he's going to be our TP Logos Player of the Week. There. <laughs> yeah, put it, right. Put it right there. That, that one was pretty easy <laughs> for us to do. Um, where was it? That was back on Friday. Yeah, four rushing touchdowns, 249 yards on 26 carries. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's been kind of a, a workhorse for them in a, in a lot of games. Haven't really talked about him. No, Haven't I Haven't really talked about too many people on Marysville this year. I, and yet, there they are. They just get it Clunking done. along at eight and two. Maybe it's because we each saw one of their losses. And their losses were not pretty losses. No, yeah, well, I, I saw their absolute worst game probably in the last couple of seasons, and they want to forget about that, and so do I. Yeah, so <laughs> it might just be because we both saw them and you remember things that happened you saw in person more, but... Like, I know they're 8-0 when they score a point. 
There, that's the, the game. Eight no when you score a point. <laughs> so go score a point in Harper Woods and try to be nine and zero. And yeah, the numbers say you'll get a win, but yeah, the, the whole slate is, is a pretty solid one. That um, basically, if we went to, and I mean Mooney going out to Everest for a rematch. Yeah, I, I, this is a, this is last year flipped. I want to I want to see how Mooney does in this game. They, they were competitive when they went to Everest a couple of weeks ago. They lost twenty one to seven, and I think it was a tight game in the fourth. It was fourteen quarter. to seven in like the final five minutes, and Mooney had the ball, and they had to go for it on fourth down inside their own twenty. They got stopped, so Everest basically had attack on. Uh, coronation touchdown. But but since that game, I think Everest has kind of gotten into a groove. And not that Mooney's played poorly, but, you know, uh, I don't know. At home, Mooney has scored a ton of points this season. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have put the hurt on some teams. They're routinely in the upper 40s to 60 points uh, in their home games. On the road, it's been a little different for them. I'd like to see them go out and get a big road uh, victory. I mean, I guess the Parkway game at the time was a big road victory, and, and then Cabrini Parkway. went out and beat Parkway. Parkway lost to Cabrini. Yeah, but that, again, you kind of laughed when I said Cabrini was a playoff team, and you're like, ah, oh, we're, we're not counting them. They, they won a playoff game. Yeah, so Cabrini I've, won a playoff against game. Against the one seed. And, and so... To they me, haven't, they Mooney haven't, played a tough schedule this they year. Haven't <laughs> lost since they played Mooney. Yeah, Mooney was Cabrini's last loss. And I and I didn't think uh, because again they're one of those teams they kind of throw the ball more than you think they should, and it's 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 tough in high school to be good at defending the pass. I, I think that's the toughest play to stop in high school football is if if you can throw the ball, especially in the like lower re- division. Yeah, it seems like receivers. Get open a lot. Like, yeah, you got a lot of D1, D2 teams. Hell, even you get to three and four, you'll get some that can sling it around. Like, look at Cross Lex. But you get to, like, D6, D7, D8. It's a lot of running the ball. So if you have guys that can throw it, it does make a big difference. But, yeah, so. And and both these eight-man games, I just think. I think Brown City Kingston's going to be a great rematch. Uh, and a sensational game that would be one that if you're in that area that's a must see what people are saying like i see a lot of people already pegging martin the winner of the martin gobles game to be the state championship and i'm going uh guys brown city's 10 and 0 and they give up like three points a game yeah but everybody's looking back to last season and what martin did to them like i now i i Always have wanted Brown City win, but I want Brown City to play Martin, and I want Martin to come up here, and I want Brown City to snap their necks and, <laughs> and beat them like thirty-five to nothing, and then head up you to the Superior. You don't like the, the onion bags or whatever I, they're called. Nothing to the Onion Kings. <laughs> I think they're they're the Clippers normally, yeah, they're right? The Clippers now, but they used to be the Onion Kings. Why would you change that? I don't know. And the Deckerville St. Patrick game is going to be a good game too. I think. Yes, it will. Yes, it will, but I love the playoffs, but I hate the playoffs because you get through one week and then you go, all right, um, we're running out of teams <laughs> to have play. Well, that's the that's the, the beast about it, and um, we'll see. We'll see because I look at this, 
and go, we could have anywhere from what what do we got? Seven games. We could have anywhere from seven teams getting through to one team getting through. I would say off the top of my head, we have more teams favored than not. Marysville's an underdog. Well, well, we'd have six because Harbor Beach and Ubley are someone's getting through. I guess. Yeah, well, right? that's yeah. what I mean. We're yeah. guaranteed oh, yeah. one team's getting so, through. So I mean, Marysville's probably the underdog. Uh, Almont might be a slight dog since they lost in Week Nine. That probably flips that. Mooney's the underdog. Maybe Deckerville. Because it's at Portland? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say by much, though. Within a score? I, uh, yeah, I would say uh, Deckerville plus two. Yeah. <laughs> so a field goal game. So it's about 50-50. But how about we get a surprise win, Dennis? It feels like it's been a long time since in the playoffs we've gotten that. Ooh, they weren't supposed to win that game victory. Yeah, well, I hope it's not Lutheran North. Good Lord. Could you imagine if we had that two years in a row? In fact, we're keeping Brady away from that game be- because anytime okay. he does anything Lutheran North postseason, so con- they beat the area for team. For context, this was all the way back in our first season. Um, it was the girls' district, and both St. Clair and Marine City had good teams that year. And I think it was like St. Clair, Marine City, Richmond – I think Algonac was in that along with Lutheran North. And in the semifinals, it was Marine City against Lutheran North. And Lutheran North was down like 14 in the second half. And I'm like, all right, wrapped up St. Clair Marine City. We're getting that as a rematch. And then Lutheran North scored like 16 of the final 17 points to win. And then a St. Clair team that was better than Lutheran North should have beat them and Lutheran North pulled that one out and then again um in the because MLA City was hosting the regionals and that was the MLA City team that should have won the quarterfinal game was down to Lutheran North in the fourth quarter and I'm I swear if Lutheran North knocks off three of our teams, and ever since then I've stayed mostly away from Lutheran North postseason because I believe it was that spring where Lutheran North baseball won the district, knocking off St. Clair Marine, St. Clair Marysville Marine City in that order when, to when win. We had to sit out by the scoreboard right yes. next to the drain sewer. Yes. <laughs> I, I I have not had yeah. good luck with Lutheran that North was a classic sports, rant. So, so Dennis can. Dennis can take care of that one. Yeah, so I'll do Marine City, Lutheran North, and Brady will go and do Elmont and Warren Collegiate on Friday night. All right, real quick, before we send it home, how many of the remaining teams left are orange and black? Uh, I don't know what color Harper Woods is. Well, I mean of our teams. Lutheran North and Marine City are both orange and black, aren't they? Lutheran North's yellow. Are they? Okay. So you have Marine City's orange and black, Elmont, Ubley, Harbor Beach. Beach. So that's four of the seven games we have left. Or orange and black. Yep. Something something about that color scheme. Powers up during Halloween. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it, it works. I guess it hides the ball. I don't know. <laughs> I know the numbers are hard to read. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll be fact, back. Marine City, wear your alternate jerseys Yeah, on wear the Friday orange night, one so I'm Dennis can read there. them. <laughs> All right. Do, do me that one solid. We'll be back Thursday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck 
on sports.